All right, Mike, you got five seconds to tell everybody what we're talking about today. Uh, it's our first podcast. You put me on the spot, man. Uh, hey- Damn it. You're listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast. I gotta say, I think you did a fine job there. Ah, it was it was beautiful, wasn't <clears> it? <throat> yeah, beautiful. Uh, well, um, welcome to the first episode of the Buzzkill Podcast. The I am inaugural episode, the inaugural issue episode. one, Thank if you. you will. Thanks for that. <laughs> my name is Jim. I, I am Mike. joined by my lovely companion, Michael. Michael. Uh, We're sitting here in the beautiful and newly renovated Ocean Recording Studio in Roseville, Michigan, with Justin, the one and only (laughs) J-Rodge, the sound architect. Ah, the one, the only, the myth, the legend. (laughs) J-Rodge! We're going to have to make a drop out of that. Yeah, at some point in time we should. Uh, Before we get into everything, though, uh, really quickly, if you... Or if you've been to our Facebook or our Instagram or what have you, you'll see some artwork that was done there. Um, Tom Bestie, tattoo artist out of uh, Eternal Tattoos. Or just jumping right into the plugs. We're huh? jumping in, jumping okay. in, plugs. All right. Uh, no, 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 a good friend of ours, he helped us out designing that for us, so thank you to him. It's... Go check him out on Instagram, Tom Bestie Art. Sick tattoos. If you want Sick. a Star Wars tattoo, mm. I mean, he's your guy. Yeah, we'll be we'll post some of his stuff so everybody can see it, and uh, you'll probably hear us plug him at least a few more times. You done know. at least a lot of times. You done plugging people. Yeah, I'm who was that? Was, was his name Tom Bestie? Tom was Bestie Art. I actually, I had a tattoo done by him once. Did you? Yeah, it was fantastic. Oh, I didn't know oh, Tom yeah. did that. Very the, amper, nice. the ampersand. He got a uh, tattoo of one of our old band Logos. symbols. All of us were that, in bands that together I made, for a if long I'm not time. mistaken. Yes, actually, I think yeah, I Michael, you, you have that me up. on your arm. You designed that? I did. No, I don't like it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go get it laser removed. (laughs) So anyway, welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast. Welcome. Um, uh, So what is this? Well, uh, basically the backstory is we spend way too much time together. We drink a little too much alcohol and we like to watch horror movies. Movies of all kind, really. And uh, horror, horror is the main the main focus, though. Well, we'll get into I mean like three hour conversations about one movie, and <laughs> and one night we're just like, why don't we just record ourselves doing this? Not really for a podcast, just to listen <laughs> back to it to be like, well, that was an interesting point I made when I was drunk and I couldn't remember it. And we're complete egomaniacs that just love to hear ourselves talk. Yeah, we do like our own voices <laughs> quite a lot. Um, and then you know. I, podcast we just figured let's make a podcast everybody else has one why can't we i think it's safe to say that you can blame this entire podcast on two movies and that is the babadook mm-hmm. and goodnight mommy yeah those those and it's funny because goodnight mommy's not very well received a lot of people really don't like that movie really? yeah yeah it's uh it's it's one of those flicks that a lot of people just like you know the trailer portrayed it to be one thing, and then when you saw the movie, it was something completely different. And a lot of people just really didn't like that. I mean, I you know, getting into the movie, I definitely, I I, I saw it, like I expected one thing when I saw the trailer. 
Like I well, just, the, it, and, yeah. and it was completely different, but I, I, I didn't like it any less. I thought it was an awesome the, movie. The trailer portrays it to be this crazy, um, like mother is replaced by somebody creepy type movie. You know, I'm like, like it's this weird. Well, like, from the tra- from the trailer, I didn't think she was ever going to talk. Like I thought she was just going to be this creepy presence, mm-hmm. just sort of stalking around the house. And that's that is not what it is. Hey, we never really discussed. Is this going to be like a spoiler free kind of podcast? No, no, because we no. probably should have talked about no, that. No, there's going to be spoilers. That's if all. If <laughs> you're listening to us, I mean, we'll do our best to let you know when we're going to spoil yeah. something. But if we start talking about a movie and you don't know it yet, yeah, it's safe go to say watch that. and then come back and listen to us talk about it because. Yeah. Well, because our, our conversations, though, are typically speaking, they're always diving into what the movie means, we which means are, you can't really say that without talking about spoilers. We're far so. too overanalytical about movies, and that's... We will make you think things about movies that you never thought were possible. That's that's egotistical of you to say. Hey, man. Like we have insight that nobody else has? I, we have insight to false <laughs> truths. False truths? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, and then uh, Mike, well, movies, Mike, movies Mike are is, opinion, and we have opinions. Mike is also our uh, our local conspiracy theorist here, and mm, it's true in the in uh, Roseville. Well, we're not from Roseville; that's no. just where we are right now. So I'm sure he'll delve into that kind of crap Amen. at some point. So the rose is, is actually a symbol. <laughs> <laughs> Did um, you have something to say? You looked like you wanted to say something. I got nothing. Jay Raj, what a handsome devil. <laughs> I'm just uh, appreciating being in the fine presence of you two gentlemen at the moment. Also here in our in presence is uh, the lovely Sarah Jones. Hi. That's, uh, <laughs> that's enough. That, yeah, that's enough. You can <laughs> shut up now. That's Justin's sweet, sweet lady friend, and we all love her. We are getting she fingers galore right, right now. So anyway, let's dive into yeah, some so, stuff here. Well, well, hold on a second. So, so we need to get a couple things out of the way. Oh, we love movies. We do love movies. And as you said, we love all movies, booze. But uh, oh, <laughs> horror movies in particular, and, and well, booze. We do like one of one of the ideas that we had is that whenever we are watching our particular movie or whatever, we always have a drink in hand. Sure. And so, why not pair drinks with what we're talking about? Right. So Give first, us an example. It's our first podcast. Give us an example. Like of this one? Yeah, you don't have an example because we haven't thought that far. Ahead. <laughs> it was an idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well. Okay. No, no, no. Like, I, I think I'm, I, there's, uh, you know, if we ever talked about the chain, Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Buzzsaw. There's Buzzsaw beer. Exactly. So that's, that's kind of what we're going for. We figured Pairing. it'd be fun to uh, to pair up our our movies with drinks. Tonight, for example, you know, we're talking. We're going to talk about our firsts. When we get into the meat of the show, you know, like uh, what brought us to this, our first experiences, all that kind of stuff. So, to reflect that. We are drinking our first drinks that we ever got hammered on. <laughs> uh, well, s- sort of. You're drinking the first thing you ever got hammered. I'm on. drinking the first. Well, well, my I, first. I, my, I, in all fairness, though, my first night of drinking was my first night of getting hammered because I was straight edge you were, for a long oh, time. Yeah, cool. And uh, that ended very abruptly with a handle of absolute vodka <laughs> and some orange juice. But you're drinking Svedka. Well. Svedka's cheaper. Okay, so you're drinking... <laughs> so in other words, you're drinking screwdrivers. Screwdrivers tonight. for me. All right. what, about, what about you? Well, I couldn't decide whether I was going with my first drink that I ever had, which I called my dad on the way here, and I was like, hey, Dad, remember when I was a kid and you gave me a sip of your beer? <laughs> I said, would that be Stroh's or Budweiser? And he said, well, that was probably Budweiser. It was so probably I, bad parenting. I think that's what... 
No. Okay. All right. No. Any any father worth worth his salt gives his son a drink of beer at some point in his childhood. It's just I concur. Yeah. Right. That's good parenting. Well, apparently. Uh, Tomorrow, all our parents are going to be arrested. <laughs> so I have, I do have some lovely Budweiser here, and then I also uh, for the fir- that was the first sip of alcohol I ever had. For my first uh, alcohol that I ever sought out, I don't know why my friends and I thought this was a good idea, but one night my parents went out to dinner. They were only going to be gone for two hours, and we thought, let's go have somebody older buy us some tequila. <laughs> And then we went in my bedroom and started doing shots because I don't think we knew that uh, getting drunk didn't only last like an hour. <laughs> so that was messy when they got home. We got, we got two hours. We can do the shots. Things we do at 21, you know? <laughs> I know. Well, you know, I was still living in their basement. And uh, no, I think, how old was it? I don't even remember 21. how old I was. I, I was almost 21. <laughs> I, when, I, when I had my first, I was almost 21. I was maybe a few months out. You were a late bloomer. I was. I was, I was straight edge. Come on. <laughs> straight edge. Oh, I love that. Was a life. And then I. I think all those Sharpie X's went to his head. You think what? All those Sharpie X's must have gone to his head. Oh, oh yeah. I, I wanted the X tattoos on my wrists. Mm-hmm. I wanted the whole deal. I'm so happy that my parents were smart enough to not let me get tattoos before I was. <laughs> yeah. How would 18. you? How would you spin that now that you're a borderline alcoholic? And I would you'd have <laughs> straight edge <laughs> tattoos all over the place. Uh, <laughs> I'd you're probably, super, you're I'd super into Vin Diesel movies. Probably have to do porn. <laughs> You'd have to have a third oh, yeah, triple go. X's on my wrist. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, those are the the beverages that we're drinking tonight. In uh, subsequent podcasts, we'll try to be a little more creative with what we've got to try and. Actually, we got some ideas. We got some ideas, bro. Yeah, we got some. Unless got you some decide that the uh, the old Budweiser and the screwdriver, you're like, man, these are really good. Why did I stop drinking them? Right? <laughs> Why don't <laughs> you I just keep going? Up? You know what it's, goes really well with Friday the Thirteenth? Budweiser. And the screw. Wait, I'm sure he killed somebody with a screwdriver at some point in time. Um, right. I got to go through my Jason kills, but I feel test, that has to. Have my knowledge. I know. I, I don't know. know. Maybe. Um, so anyway. Yeah. You got our. Uh, you're the one with the oh. super sweet agenda on your computer. The what agenda. are we talking about? Well, I was. You know, I'm always watching things. Um, I, I. I. From all eras, it doesn't necessarily to be doesn't need to be new. Like I, I have so many movies I need to get through. I'm always watching stuff. You're always watching stuff. I thought it would be fun to whenever we start this, the first thing we would do is talk about what we've been watching. What's fresh on our minds? Let's uh-huh. let's talk about some things. <laughs> all right. Well, what have you been um, watching? Well, I watched, uh, I was browsing Netflix, as I do on the occasion, and uh, I came across this movie called Would You Rather. Uh, I've never heard of it before. I've been meaning to watch it. It's been in my queue for a long time. I had never seen it until I was going through it. So um, it, the the poster art for it, it's, it's an eyeball with a razor blade, and it says, Would You Rather. So I always just assumed it was uh, like a saw type. It's not, though. It, you know, okay, so so it's weird. that the, the, the poster for that is a little bit misgiving, a little bit, because it's not... That scene is not even a big deal in the movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they made a poster for it, probably because it's the most graphic thing. Um, yeah, a razor blade next to an eye, that makes me want to... Yeah, uh, I was, it was, uh, was directed by a guy named... I don't named, like stuff with eyes. It creeps me out. Yeah. Um, directed by uh, David Guy Levy. He's not really known for anything else. He's just... Uh, it's... Probably one of his earlier movies. Um, 
it was good. I I enjoyed it. It's not it's not like a super deep movie. Like there's like I, I didn't finish watching it thinking that there was some uh, some bigger idea behind it or anything. That it was, we, we wouldn't have had a three hour conversation about it. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was what I call an idea movie. Like somebody had this cool idea. Like what if what if this this sister is taking care of this brother and you know they're on hard times they need money and someone offers them free everything well, if they survive it, this game it, like, I, that's I imagine, essentially I imagine it it's called would you rather so is it like the we used to play this at, at work all the time when i when i worked and i wasn't just i'm a stay-at-home dad now which is awesome but uh, <laughs> like you know we'd we'd be at work and i'd be like hey would you rather fall out of a tree and catch your eye on and catch your eyelid on a nail or would you rather slice underneath all of your fingernails with a razor blade is it that kind uh, of stuff yeah essentially it, but it's uh, so you have uh, my memory's test me i think it's eight people they're sitting at a table and essentially it's a dinner party and uh uh the cast is led by the great jeffrey combs mm-hmm. i love jeffrey Combs. That, that's one of the reasons why i actually watch it is because of him um and the cast is actually it's 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 a pretty stacked cast especially if you're what if you're familiar with more uh um like TV shows and whatnot, you know, you have uh, Jeffrey Combs is the the ringleader. Uh, Brittany Snow, who people would know from the Pitch Perfect movies. I would know her from taking a picture with her at uh, what the what's the name of that place? <laughs> it was my birthday. <laughs> Listen, I know that you don't like when people Wait, walk that was up her? to. Yes. Oh my God. I don't... Okay. Yeah. It, um, it I don't was... think I knew who she was when you were taking the picture. Yeah. Mike gave me a hard a hard time because he's like he like I don't like when people walk up to celebrities in 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 public and ask for their pictures because they're just trying to have a it's a respect a meal. thing. I'm sorry. Well, listen, it was my birthday, and she's pr- pretty nice looking. And I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna go get a picture with Britney Snow, and I also got a picture with um oh why her name is escaping me she uh meredith the, from the office yeah I don't, I don't i don't know her name you do kate something or other I and the office isn't horror so we don't need to know y- yeah okay <laughs> anyway the uh the, the cast so you have uh britney snow is the the main girl who's uh entering this contest so she can get money to help her brother um you have uh, uh, Enver Jokey, I believe that's how you say his last name. Uh, he's uh, Daniel in Agent Carter with the bum leg, if anybody watches that. Uh, Sasha Gray from the... Um... Sasha Gray. Uh, <laughs> what would I know her from? Um, name sounds super familiar. All holes. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Eddie Steeples, he is the, uh, the black guy from... Um, bah, 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 bah. my name is Earl with the big hair. Whoa, that is whoa. What? It, that's just that's what defines him. He's the black guy from. If my you don't, name if you've never Earl. watched the show, oh, okay. Okay. Shut up. all right. Um, this is uh, this is taking a turn already. <laughs> Robin Lord Taylor, uh, who plays Oswald Cobblepot in Gotham, mm-hmm. is in it, okay. uh, playing a very similar character. <laughs> I think uh, that's probably why he got chosen because I think this movie came out before that show. A lanky, hook-nosed weirdo. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I mean it's very similar. He plays a very oddball type, you know, uh, character, which was perfect for his Gotham character. Um, and then Rob Wells, who I know, you know, as Ricky mm. from trailer park. Oh, Boys. Yeah. So it's, pre- it's a pretty stacked cast. <laughs> and on top of it all, you have John Hurd, Peter McAllister himself from home alone. Oh, <laughs> rounding Whoa. it up. Yeah. yeah what, so, what's he been doing lately? Uh, clearly Just he's this, been playing. Would you rather? Um, yeah, 
<clears throat> yeah, no, I it, so it's a stack cast. It's the 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 movie's good. It 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 keeps you in it. The um it's not as torture porn as I thought it was going to be. I figured it was going to be a bunch of people sitting around a table and just legitimately torturing themselves. And it is that to a certain extent, but uh, even the the part with the razor blade to the eye though, mm-hmm. it's not that graphic. You know, it shows him from afar just doing it and then he covers his eye real quick, that's it. Um, so the, the it's more about it's more about the tension. It's more about, you know, the the story than it is about the visuals, which I think actually is one of its strengths. You know, because you're, you're you're drawn into it more. You you care. The ending's pretty. The ending of the the table is pretty awesome. You don't see that coming. Mm-hmm. I was kind of let down by the overall ending though of what they do when she gets back home. I'm not gonna ruin it for anybody who wants to see it. Yeah, I but, wish I would have seen it. So um, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah, no, about. it it just it, it's kind of it was a cheap ending to me at least. Um, As so many horror endings are these days. I mean that's. Yeah. We've talked about this before, and I'm sure everybody can kind of... It's, it's so many people... Like, you see so many movies that seem so promising throughout the whole movie, and then they're, it was just like... They're like, well, shit, we don't know what to do here, so let's wrap <laughs> her up, and that's it. And and then you're let down. Yeah. Yeah, it just... Yeah, sometimes it just, it just seems cheap, you know? Um, but whatever. Um, what about you? What have you watched? everything I've watched, you've watched. Because I watched the last two (laughs) movies that I've watched with you. I've been out of town the last couple weekends, and also I have children who never stop for long enough for me to watch a friggin' movie nowadays. But but they're so cute, though. They are super cute. Thanks, man. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, So, Hush, Mm. which we watched that, when did we watch that? A couple nights ago? Uh, Two nights ago. Two nights ago. ago. Uh, I liked it. I liked it too. I liked it a lot. Uh, Mike Flanagan directed mm-hmm. it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Same guy that did Oculus. And, and we loved Oculus. I liked Oculus. Oculus got such like weird mixed reviews. Well, you you know me. I'm I'm weird with with super high budget studio horror movies. I have a hard time with them sometimes because they bleed together for me. Yeah, there a lot of times it's the same jump scares. It's the same. They just reuse yeah, the tropes yeah. that they know are gonna. Put Oculus had in the seats. a really good story. That I really, Oculus really liked. Had, yeah, I I liked it. Karen Gillan from uh, Doctor Who was a major plus for me because mm-hmm. she's cute as a button and an excellent <laughs> actress. And no, it just had I I thought I thought that movie was great. It was really clever and lots of good tension and uh, but like I said, it just got it got some crazy mixed reviews. But we're not talking about Oculus. We're talking about Hush. <laughs> um. Yeah, hush. I I dug it. I I liked it a lot because it it got me thinking. For the for those of you who haven't seen it, spoiler alert. It's about a a deaf woman who lives in the middle of nowhere, and she um um an intruder basically shows up at her house, and then things kind of escalate from there. For no reason, mind you, too. <clears throat> There's no backstory yeah, to the kinda, killer, which is what I... One of the things I liked about it yeah. is just like he was just a psycho who was looking to kill people. Yeah, when you get too much expose behind the person who is who is trying to do the killing, sometimes they're they're creepier when you just think they're a damn psychopath. Yeah, I like didn't that, need to, that just... I didn't need to know a lot about him because I, as, a, as a person, the guy wasn't really that creepy. No, he's a normal dude. It's the, a totally the, normal guy. It's, it's like if you started stalking women, like you probably do, I suspect. Well, <laughs> I mean, not creepily. Okay. 
we'll see. Um, but no, I mean, like, he was a totally just innocent looking <laughs> dude. And, and, uh, if they would have given you too much backstory on him, like, I don't need to know why he's a psycho. He's a psycho. He's well, out killing people. One of the, one of the, the, the best things about this movie though, and I, I, I mentioned this when we were watching it is you, when you, when you first see the killer, he's got this, this plain white mask on and the mask itself is it's creepy, a great to, mask. creepy to begin I'm, with. I'm a sucker so, for a good mask. That's what even drew me into wanting to watch that movie. I saw the, I saw the, um, what do you call it? what do you call it on Netflix? You're making sock puppets. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what what you're do you uh, would you still call it cover art on Netflix? Mm-hmm. I saw the cover art or the screen cap, the and, poster, and I saw that mask. I was like, I gotta watch this movie because that's a great mask. That's, well, I, I, that's the can... thing. So you see a mask of that, and that that's great to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then you get about what fifteen minutes in the movie or so, it twenty just minutes takes in the movie. The damn thing off. Yeah, like that was that was to me it was the best part of the movie because. You you rarely ever see like you have Jason, you have Michael Myers, you know all these classic guys with masks. You don't ever see them just take their mask off and go from silent killer to talkative <laughs> bad guy. Like right. you just don't ever see that. It's it was really jolting. Yeah, very very similar to how I felt when we were watching The Hills Run Red. The Hills Run Red. You it, know, like it all baby of a sudden face, like guy pulls mask. you into reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she's singing a song to him and he just gets right in front of her face and it's, you can keep singing if it makes you feel better oh. and say, oh my god, like that creeped me yeah, out so much because you I just gonna say that must have been creepy in an aspect right to see that because you haven't seen that in any movies past right yeah like, no, that's to, exactly yeah like to see him just take the mask off and right. i'm i apologize to you because you love horror movies <laughs> i do love well she movies. doesn't but you were probably gonna watch this at some point we're gonna have to start letting you know what movies we watch yeah. before these so that we don't spoil them for you Sorry about this hey, one. It's all good. It's, I'm, it's bad, I'm bad at catching up on newer movies. So. But yeah, no, but yeah, you... it, it was like Mike said, it was jolting. It was like he just takes the mask off and all of a sudden you're like, oh, it's just a real dude. And he's talking to her. And like when, Typically, when you have a guy in a mask, they're silent. That's mm-hmm. kind of, it, they go, that goes, mask means silent, it goes hand in hand. Right. But like when you break that wall, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good. Well, and... It's, it's, with this, with this movie, like what was really shocking, or not shocking, but I, what was effective about this movie is that I kept, I kept uh, doing what I do in every movie and just going, well, why doesn't she just do this? Why doesn't mm-hmm. she just do this? And then I started thinking, like I'm really taking for granted the fact that I can hear, because she's deaf. And all and, of the and you know what she's what he's doing outside. Right, I know what he's doing outside. <laughs> Everything that, like, that's what was kind of brilliant about the movie to me. Like, I I kept going, well, just do this. Do this. Do this. And then and then I go, oh, well, she can't do that because she can't hear him. Mm-hmm. And, and that would be it's absolutely, just impossible that for would her be to do it. absolutely terrifying. It, re- it reminds me of there's a, a movie coming out. might actually be out already, I think. Is it, was it Lights Out? Is that the one where... The three kids break into no. the blind guy's house. No, Lights Out was the uh, remake of that short. That's right. Which, which one am I talking about? Um, uh, Don't breathe. Don't breathe. Thank you. That one was done by uh, Fede Alvarez, the guy that did this lack of perception type movie though. Right. Like, really gets me. I really want to see that movie. We should probably go see that and talk about it next week. Yeah. But, <laughs> but like that, it gets to me because like it, it's, you when you remove a whole entire aspect of your senses. Mm-hmm. It just it changes everything. 
Mm-hmm. And that's super thrilling to me. I love that. Well, and the cool thing about Don't Breathe is I, I was talking to Erin, my wife, earlier today, and she said the Hush movie really reminded me of the trailer for Don't Breathe, except for it's flipped on its head. Because mm-hmm. in this situation, the antagonist is the person who has the the disability or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um which almost makes it scarier, the fact that he's able to be so effectively frightening. Well, and he's a terrifying man to begin with, too. Yeah, like, <laughs> he's have, yeah he looks like, I don't know why, every time I see him, I think of Kevin Nash. Kevin. <laughs> like he, He's like this big, hulking dude yeah. who looks like he'd just kill you with a very weak punch. You just punched me. I did. <laughs> no, no, that movie looks great, though. Um... All right, so yeah. uh, moving one, on. One more, yeah. We got to get to the meat yeah, of our yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. So here. I'm gonna go through these pretty quickly. Another movie that I watched actually, um, this is a movie called Sweet Home, which was a uh, it's a Japanese horror flick from 1989, I believe. Uh, this movie had been recommended to me for a long time. I finally just put it in the other night. Um, the thing about this movie is there's been no U.S. or, to my knowledge, Japanese release on DVD. Or anything after whatsoever. So would you uh, steal it? It was well. It's a fan dub. It was never. Uh, it's there's never been an American release whatsoever or an American uh, translation. So the the version that I watched was a fan dub. Uh, I have to imagine by somebody who spoke Japanese and just um, you know translated it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really good though. I really really liked it. Um, it's essentially about uh, the TV crew wants to make a documentary about this old abandoned mansion because the guy that owned the mansion was like this renowned artist mm-hmm. and there's these lost frescoes that he has painted inside this mansion. Mm-hmm. So they go in, they try doing that and everybody, you know, outside is, you know, telling them like, "Oh, they shouldn't go in there because it's haunted and this and that." And clearly it is and hilarity ensues, but it's it's really good and hilarity ensues. Hilarity. No, it's, it's funny. Actually, like, it's funny. Well, sort of. It's 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 a movie that doesn't take itself terribly seriously, at least by today's standards. Back mm-hmm. when it was released, I'm not sure exactly how it would have been re- received. But, um, you know, I'm not the world's biggest fan of Japanese horror. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I don't like the Ring movies, we've, The Grudge. I don't... We've thought about this several yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, we'll get into this in another episode, I'm sure. I, it's just not for me. Like that, yeah. The imagery that they, that they use a lot is just not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of didn't expect to like this when I went into it, um, but I really liked it. It felt very, especially for the times in 89, it felt very American, if you will. Like the the way that the story progressed, the way that, um, just the way that it was written, it was, it was, it felt very much familiar to me. Um, one of the things that was great about it is they use shadow as a as a bad guy like they shat like the shadows of are alive essentially inside the mansion mm-hmm. and so in a way to not pay for you know vfx not, not even vfx but you know practical effects back in the day they used to like use the shadow sh- like they just, the shadows themselves the shadows on the walls were alive people? and they're coming to, and it was super did they, did they interact with people 
Yeah. yeah. Like they, they would break lights as they were going by because, you know, it, like it was so just. So like Ghost? Yeah. Well, that's With what... Patrick Swayze. The Patrick Swayze. Well, well, maybe. The part. Oh, dude. When I was younger, those ghosts that would come. <laughs> the shadows that came out of nowhere. that Like the part where they grabbed the bad guy and those dragged him like into. Those were like the demons or the devil, right? Yeah. It wasn't coming out and they just come out well, of Well, they the were ground. like ghosts from. The... Yeah. they were, I right. guess they were. Yeah. They were dragging him to hell. Oh, my gosh. That, that scared the hell out of me when I was yeah. younger. And then like, I, like I didn't the realize. Movie, I didn't realize like. What's that? Like the movie Drag Me to Hell. Like the movie Drag Me to Hell. They yeah. might, no, it's not actually anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I need to rewatch that because so the only good. time I've ever seen it was at the Brew and View, oh, which uh, when you brew and then you view, you tend to forget things because <laughs> you brew too much. Uh, so good that we're doing a podcast that has everything to do with drinking and then watching movies. Yeah, we're basically going to get on here and talk about how much we can't remember about movies. So. Uh, prepare yourselves for that. Um, <laughs> uh, so the last movie that we watched, we uh, watched yes. this, uh, well, you watched it a few days ago, and then you. Well, were real t- quick, real quick, before we get off the sweet, sorry, before we get off the sweet home train, though. I'm done with sweet home. No, 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 real quick, I'll be quick, I'll be super quick. The, the other thing about this, if people want to watch it, another thing that's very fun about it is that this is the movie that is directly responsible for the Resident Evil game and movie franchise in America. I do love Resident um, Evil. So what happened was this. Uh, the movie Sweet Home and the game Sweet Home that was put out for the Famicom. You said this Japan. was going to be really quick. Yeah, it's not. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try to be quick. Um, they were put out simultaneously because it's weird. The trailer for the movie has has parts of the game in it uh-huh. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I don't know which one came first. It's, it's tough to tell. But... Uh, Capcom made the game, and so when Resident Evil came around, that was their their way of essentially rebooting that idea. It, Sweet Home was the original survival horror movie and game. It started. So there was everything. a Sweet Home game. There yeah, was a movie came, and a game. Well, came, they came out simultaneously. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, so it's so that's the thing. Without Sweet Home, you would not have the Resident Evil games, which led to the Resident Evil movies. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, it's a fun thing to watch too, just to kind of see. You know the genesis of that idea and 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 what have you. It's it's really cool. That's cool. I I super enjoyed it. I recommend it. Um, yeah. Um. So yeah, the last movie that we watched, mm-hmm. uh, you watched it a few days ago, and then last night you were over at my place, as you so often are, and <laughs> just just annoying me. And uh, it was late, so we didn't want to start anything that we couldn't finish, so we decided to start an anthology, because you can watch as much of an anthology as you want, and then go to bed. And then start the rest in the morning, which is what I did. Uh, (laughs) Holidays. (laughs) Which, uh, if you don't don't know what it is, it's on Netflix, check it out. It was was pretty cool. If you would never have seen the movie Holidays, what do you think it's about? Um... If I would have never seen it, if it was just called, if I just knew it was called Holidays, it's an anthology movie. What is it about? Uh, jeez. Holidays? I <laughs> is that the Get answer? This man of metal. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, it it runs through what seven different holidays? It's um. St. Patrick's Day, Valentine's Day, Father's, Father's Day, Day, Mother's, Mother's Day, Day, Christmas, all the New big Year's ones, Eve, all, all the, the big, big ones. ones, yeah. And uh, and with a different different director for each one, which I'm sad to say that Kevin Smith directed one of them, and it was yeah, by far that the, was that was the biggest. I, I am, as you know, I am one of the biggest Kevin well, Smith supporters. We're both like, huge Kevin Smith love fans. Everything he's done. Yeah, you're more so than you. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I am a Kevin Smith. A, 
apologizer. <laughs> even when he does things that people don't like. So you're going to apologize for this one? No, it... I won't. That's the thing. Like Even when he does things that, that are not really all that great, I find the things deep within it that I like. Because I know like this is totally him. Right. And even if it didn't work here, I get where he was coming from. But, you know, I'm, I'm that guy. This one though was just it was too much Kevin like, Smith. To like handle. how you like how you I mean like we went to see Tusk and it was a fun I movie. Loved it. And oh. I walked out going <laughs> that it was fun to watch at the theater. I'm never gonna watch it again probably. Oh, I I bought the Blu-ray I, I mean, the day like, it came Ju- out and I've watched it a few times since. Justin, <laughs> I love it. Justin Long was great and uh, Michael Park was great as always because he's incredible. But it's just it was like this. I don't know. It was too much for me. I was like, it's, this it's, movie's no, just fucking weird. He, he, is a, <sighs> he is very much a niche director. If you don't like what he does, do, you're not well, going to like what he I does. I do like, I mean, like Red State. I loved Red State. That was, was his first and outing as a horror director. Red State and was, was a huge departure from everything he's done. Have you seen Red State? I have not yet. Oh, oh, dude, dude, check it out. It's really it'll be, good. It'll be on my next list of uh, videos to check out here. Do it. Do uh, it. Again, I'd, I'd say the best part of that movie was uh, Michael Park. Like he, Michael Parks is amazing. Just when he gets on... He's got a he's got a monologue in that movie that is like a half hour long. In any other movie, you'd be like, dude, this guy needs to stop talking, please. But it go, it's so intense and he's so amazing that it, it's just... Uh, it grabs you and he pulls you in. It's like... But anyway, I'm. <laughs> I digress. Uh, so, <laughs> holidays. Holidays was yes. cool. Uh, Kevin <sighs> Kevin Smith segment kind of was not great. You know, even though I he haven't keeps, seen, he keeps casting the dude from. Uh, um, uh, sorry, sorry. Oh, once I just finish, finish this thought, <laughs> he keeps casting the dude from. Uh, What's that? Epic Meal Time. Epic Meal Time. Well, which he's cool. He's got a yeah. great big beard and everything, but he's a horrible actor. He, I don't see. I don't think that he's a horrible actor. And his I daughter think, is an uh, equally horrible no, actor. No, uh, see, she's not great. I, she's young. She, well, sure. I, I, she's gonna do better. Yoga Hosers is about to come out, and Yoga she's a, and she's a, a, the main. Her and uh, Johnny, Johnny Depp's, Depp's daughter. daughter yeah. They're the main. So I'll, I will wait until that comes out until I die past judgment because they've only had small bit parts. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I'm, from everything, I'm quick to judge. from every that's single review that has come out about Yoga Hosers, it says that those two are the stars. Right. They're great. Well, they are literally the stars. Well, they're even, <laughs> but they're great though. Is, is is my point? Hold on, I want to know what he was going to say. I'll just say that even though uh, I haven't seen the one the movie you mentioned yet, Mike, there uh, with Kevin Smith, there mm-hmm. I, I have, however, seen Kevin Smith. Though I happened to be walking through a uh, hotel <laughs> that he was doing a, a Comic Con area at, right? As I'm walking by and I see this entourage of guys, I'm like, man, that where dude, was this? That dude looks familiar. Where was this? I, I was actually at Caesars was uh, it, Hotel in Windsor. Was it one of the many free hotels you stay at for some reason? Because you're. Because your mom's an absolute baller, and she's, <laughs> people just hey, my, give my, her free my, hotel my, rooms my, all my, the time. My mom knows how to get free stuff, man. That's so crazy. It's cool. But I. Uh, but I'm walking by, I see this entourage of people coming the other way. I'm like, man, that dude looks really familiar. And he's wearing that really cool Kevin Smith jersey, right? And I was like, oh my God, that's Kevin Smith. I didn't even know what to say. <laughs> so in the passing, we're just like, yeah, we were you as Halloween. <laughs> we were you for Halloween. We were you as Halloween. <laughs> you know. You, you, know guys I mean. were the, you guys were the best Jay and Silent oh, Bob I've ever seen, by the way. It was I incredible. Didn't, I didn't say a word. You didn't say anything to him? I was Silent Bob. <laughs> So you're not you're you're cooler than me because I'm the dork who goes up and takes pictures with Britney Snow in the middle of a in the middle of a restaurant. Clearly, and I probably would have dorked out at that point too. Um, yeah. So any anyway, holidays. Uh, I'm just gonna say real quick, 
the best, I, I I think you'd agree with me on this one. Father's Day was the best installment. I would say that fa- it's it's a hand, for me. It's tossed between Father's Day and Christmas. I like both. I think Father's Day was better from a horror standpoint. I think that Christmas was better from a storytelling standpoint. Why can't Why can't I remember which one Christmas? Was? Christmas was the one with Seth Green. Oh yeah, I like that one. I like that one a lot. That was now, good. Here's my with my the, problem with the movie. With the VR goggles. Yeah, yeah. My my problem with the movie was this: the first half of the movie, well, the shorts were good. They were very much though just shorts. They were. It's like okay, we need to write a short about this or that, and it was it was a very simple premise. It was a very it was a very start ending, <clears throat> you know, whatever. There wasn't much to them. Uh, the St. Patrick's Day one still boggles my mind. I like that one. I, I'm sorry. When you have a fake v, uh, VFX snake head, that's your dog. It's weird. With eyelashes. <laughs> With eyelashes. And this then the father. Is. The father is uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, uh, Danny Zuko. Danny, uh, Danny Zuko. <laughs> what like Danny like? Zuko look alike? From <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Like to they me. even said it a few times. Um, like they looked at him. The girl like, though. Now Granger. Zuko. The little girl in that movie oh my is gosh. creepy as all shit. This like, little red-headed Irish oh. girl had my skin <laughs> crawling. Like, I looked at Mike a few times, and I was like... Well, because I had a really weird dream the night before uh, that involved um, uh, my wife smiling at me very creepily, and she was possessed by a child. And, uh, <laughs> and so then in this short, this little red-headed Irish girl with these just huge eyes and huge mouth were just... <laughs> She's just staring at this woman and smiling for like two minutes straight. And I'm like, oh, she needs to stop doing that. And I was like, they need to stop showing close-ups to her. And then I would think that we got away from it. And then they would go <laughs> back to her and go, like, Mike, they need to stop this. <laughs> she was really good about that. But the rest of the story was just a bit bad. I, I liked it. I don't know. I it was baddie it. to me. Like I, I don't know. I, but, I, but Father's, for me. Father's, Father's Day, was, Day Joc- was great. Uh, Jocelyn, Jocelyn Donahue, Donahue from uh, um, House of the House Devil. Of, yeah. Man, was that Which, good. if you've never seen House of the Devil, damn, see it. It's yeah. so good. Oh, yeah. Have you slow, ever seen it, Jake? Like, slow burn, yeah. throwback. You have seen it. Oh, okay, oh, so you man. know how good it is. Finally, we can connect. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what a great movie. Oh, my God. But anyway, we should probably move on to uh, well, what we're actually here for. Current okay. events. Or did, you, or did you have something else well, you wanted to well, say no, about no. holidays? Well, no, no. So that, that's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just real quick, I just want to talk about the, the Christmas segment real quick with uh, Seth Green. Um I love Seth Green. I think Seth Green's great. You know, I I think my first exposure to him was in Buffy way back in the day. Fantastic. Uh, I've been a fan of him ever since. Um, wait, you, I was surprised. Wait, You've never seen Airborne? Yeah. Airborne. The <laughs> yeah. that's a good movie, right? Uh, was that before probably, Buffy though? Dude, yeah, way before. Was it? Was, it? it was. Uh, okay. Seth, I know he was a child actor, but yeah, Seth the, Green and Jack Black were in that. Ooh, that shit. that was not the skateboarding, but inline skates. The, right? Yeah, yeah, inline right. skates, like back aggressive before they skated. Yeah, wait. aggressive inline, but it was back before they had the uh, like plates. the H blocks and the in the yep. gr- the. Is that what we watched when you were getting your tattoo and, that one day? No, we watched. Um, Thrashers. Thrashers. Yeah, that's that was what it a was, great, yeah. great movie. But yeah, like the first time I saw Airborne and the dude like grinded on a handrail without the H blocks and right. stuff, I was like, dude, that's so sick. You just have to take out your uh, middle couple wheels. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, unless you wanted to completely eat it. Uh, um, so, real quick though, about uh, Christmas though. Um, we were talking about Airborne. We were, but. Talking about aggressive inline skating. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. Very aggressively, I might. Go ahead and talk about Christmas. I will. All right. (laughs) 
I got a plan. Oh, really? Go ahead. No. Um. So here's the thing about Christmas. Uh, the idea was super cool. You have the, like, right now, VR is kind of a big thing, so it resonated, right? For those of you who don't know what <laughs> VR is, it's virtual reality. <laughs> 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 so Seth Green is a father who's trying to get his son a Christmas gift, okay? And it's Christmas Eve. He essentially ends up... Oh, you're just going to give away the whole plot, huh? Getting it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Long story short, he gets this VR thing. The VR shows you your, your past discretions and this and that, and it makes you feel really guilty about it. Here's the cool thing about the movie to me, is that Seth Green and Claire Grant who are the two actor and actresses in the movie. Uh -huh. They're married in real life. Oh, are they? Yeah, they're, they're married that. in real life. And I've heard them speak together a few times, and they're super bubbly. Like, they, like they're the kind of couple where you think these two are, are, are lifers. You know what I'm saying? And it's funny because in the movie, in the short film Christmas, they hate each other. <laughs> so it was... It was from just from a uh, a fan of actors in general, it was yeah. fun to see these two people who are married in real life just play total opposites. Except for toward the end, they don't. Well, toward that's when you saw that real life chemistry. Spoilers. Yeah, hey, well, <laughs> I, I said that there was going to be spoilers early on here. Um, yeah, it's just funny. And if you see them in real life, they're opposites as well because Seth Green's about this tall. It's a little dude. And then she's about this tall. <laughs> she's a big dude. Hey, man. <laughs> Whatever works, right? Yes, sir. All right, that's what we've watched. Uh, Forty minutes we, into this, I just gotta. You wow. keep you keep going like this. I know <gasps> I know this is our first podcast, so you're not like you keep raising your arms and then slamming them on the back of the couch. Can I just point that out? That's gonna be that's gonna be real fun to listen to. <laughs> uh, so okay, um, so yeah. Uh, all right. All so right. Uh, <laughs> so so what are we talking about today? Um, as we fumble now through this we, first podcast. Now that we got our 40-minute intro out of the 40 way. 40 minutes. You know what? I'm okay with it. I really am. We should throw um, that intro back in here right here. That, that sweet before, we here we the meat, before we get into the meat, I do want to... <laughs> You're listening to the Buzzkill Podcast. Um, <laughs> huh? We'll actually put it in right there, too. And then we'll pick back up right here. <laughs> Before we get into the meat of the show, though, we're talking about you know our first and whatnot. Um, yeah, I don't know why both he and I always say the meat of the, the show. The meat is the meat. It's the meat of the conversation. It just, I don't. So here's the deal. Uh, the it remake, sounds gross. I don't know. For why me, we both can we say can it. we change that to the tofu of the conversation? <laughs> uh, our, vegan, our vegan our vegan friend would like us to change it to the tofu the, the, of the conversation. It's just got a, it's just got a better ring to it, you know. Uh, so I, 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 I so for the tofu of the conversation. So for for Jay the vegan architect. <laughs> The vegan architect. <laughs> um, so another thing, though, you know, we're we're horror fans. Not it's not just movies; it's culture. It's everything else. But one of the things that's coming up here is they're remaking it, right? Yeah. Classic Stephen King story. Yes. How do you feel about them? Before we get into this, how how do you feel about them remaking it in general? It is one of my my very first memories of loving a horror movie. Me and my buddy Greg, uh, we. We rented it. We took it to my aunt's house, and we watched it. Scared the crap out of us. The bejesus. The bejesus. <laughs> we loved it. Scared the meat out of you guys. Scared the tofu <laughs> right out of me. And then, and then, and then it became like tradition. Every single time we went back to her house, we would uh, we would rent it and thinner, the Stephen King movie. <laughs> oh, those are 
The Langoliers? Is that uh, no, not Langoliers. <laughs> um, and, uh, um, and Porky's. Because Porky's is just classic. <laughs> because those three go together completely. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's that, that was the dynamic trio. But um, but yeah, no, I love it. I love everything about that movie. Um, I haven't watched it in a long time, mm-hmm. but I'm sure that it's I, withstood the test of time. I but, haven't seen it since I was a kid either. But I've seen, I saw it a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fairly up with it. Um, You're well versed in it. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I heard they were redoing it, I was I was I was stoked about it. But then at the same time, I was like, "Who's going to do that better than Tim Curry? He was incredible." And that was my main fear too. <clears throat> the thing is, I I'm okay with them remaking it. In and this I day don't and want age, them to turn it into a freaking like a a teen movie. You know what I mean? But it sounds Which like it's not see. going to be. Okay. I'm when I'm when they when they first said that they were going to remake it, I'm I'm okay with it. In this day and age where everything gets remade, it was only a matter of time before they did it. Uh-huh. And my big thing when they when it comes to remakes is just handle the source material with respect. That's all I ask. And also, like, it better match the original length. It better be four hours long. When it comes to otherwise, I'm not it, watching which, it. <laughs> which it will be. We know which it will be. Oh, They're is making, it really? Yeah, it's gonna be in two parts. Yes. They're releasing the child part. From my understanding, at least. I mean, if, if I'm wrong, by the way. If you're listening to this, yeah, email us and yeah, tell us we're wrong. Because... He's usually wrong, and both of us actually are. <laughs> Listen, we we have listened to other podcasts before, horror podcasts, and if we ever <laughs> say anything crazy. wrong and you're following us on Twitter or Instagram or anything... Or email us. Or, or email. I'll, I'll give you my phone number. I don't care. <laughs> Please let us know if we're wrong because we hate, we hate when people spread false information yeah. about movies. We want to know when we're wrong, so let us know. Yeah, so if, if we say something that's not right, tell us, and we will... We'll, you know, we're going to have a whole segment of corrections <clears throat> in future podcasts. It's going to take them. another... We're going to have to add another 45 <laughs> minutes to the show because we're probably wrong it'll about be, everything. It'll be quick, promise. <clears throat> point is... <laughs> I was, I was, go ahead, I'll, I have a question after that when you finish no, 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 point. No, no, no. I, I was curious with it because, as you guys know, I, I started watching horror flicks at a very young age, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, one of my first I've ever seen was a nightmare on Elm street when I was probably about three years old. Right. And all my parents' friends are like, Oh, he's going to grow up to be a serial killer and all this. Stuff. But I love cereal. It's cool. So like, I, none of that ever happened. I'm a, I'm a pretty decent dude. I'd like to think sometimes. Um, but yeah, oh. but I used to watch, you know, nightmare on Elm street. It, uh, but was house, was that the one with the hand? Yeah. Okay, oh, the, yeah. the creepy hand that ran around because I was I was Damn. I haven't seen it or House. I, I'm I wa- so I happy them you mentioned House. Rel- like relatively one of my favorite uh, movies. Relatively <laughs> around the same time as when I watched them, about three, four, or five years old for House and It. Yeah, and I haven't seen them in a very long time, so I couldn't remember if that was the one with the uh, with the hand or if it was It that you were referring to. You're talking about House, like the the the, the posters that ring the doorbell, right? It's the hand ringing the doorbell or unlocking the door. Yeah, I can't remember. Is is oh, there actually so is there actually a uh, a hand that runs around in that movie? There I was a very creepy hand. Ever. I remember my it's, my cousin experienced. Uh, it's a creature. You're, 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 you're not talking about Adam's family, are you? Not Adam's no, family. No, no. Okay. It was a creepy like, white glove hand. They used to run around. Is that? See, it's or, no, no, not the white glove because that was an Adam's family. It was a uh, like no, a the, claw, no, the... green with like red claws or something like really. You're not talking about idle hands. See, when you mentioned you? that though, I thought of the cover. Art. I, I, I love the movie. I that's, do. That's the hand from the cover. I mean, it looks. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, it. that's it, right? Yeah, that. Yeah, right yeah, 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 yeah. That's creepy. Oh, it's so okay, good. Uh, uh, Sean Cunningham. 
made that movie. Okay. I was confusing who is, the two because Sean, I saw- Sean Cunningham who made the original Friday the 13th. Right, right. So, yeah, it, it yeah. Pretty much my heyday, thing as a child of that. was every time as a little kid going to Blockbuster video at the time. For those of you who don't know who Blockbuster was, it's like the eight tracks of uh, <laughs> of, uh, of of uh, LPs nowadays. If if Blockbuster <laughs> if Blockbuster was the eight track, then the uh, the in the town that I grew up in in Bad Axe, the Thumb Home Real Video was like the freaking what's what's below eight track, <laughs> like the um, um the ba- reel to reel. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the reel to reel of, of home videos. Well, stars. actually, there was a place right at the corner over here called uh, Video Zone. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And the uh, the guy that worked there was um, he many a times had uh, went to all these movie conventions and all that. So he had always had pictures with all these horror actors and uh, uh, you know whether if it was Jason or Freddy or. or seeing the real Chucky doll and stuff so I always enjoyed going there and renting all these a different horror flick every time I'd go oh, yeah. as a child mm-hmm. that was my thing to do I want to watch yeah. through them all you Blockbuster know? had so many movies you'd never heard of too like right. cover art was so important back then like you would look at it like that I want that that, it was that's the how worst I chose my movie movies. ever. But that's like, actually, I mean, like, if, if uh, we're getting really off topic. Well, we can. Here, well, <laughs> here we can actually transition into our our, our conversation here. My f- so our our conversation today is uh, like how we were first exposed to horror, mm-hmm. right? And uh, like our first memories of horror movies and stuff. I before I even got into horror movies, I. I would sneak off. We'd go to Thumb Home Real Video, and it was this freaking dingy place. Just like it, it was like it was all brown. Everything was brown. The carpet was brown. The shelves, the walls were all brown. It was a disgusting place, but I loved it. And I can, uh, I remember like my, you know, my mom. Ugh, that's creepy. <laughs> huh? What? You skipped ahead, my friend. Dude, we'll get, we'll go back, we'll go back to it. Uh, so, um. See, now you got me off topic. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> thumb home video. Thumb home video. We would go to rent, like, uh, Land Before Time or whatever the hell my sister wanted to watch, right? And I would always sneak off to the horror section because I was just fascinated by the cover art. And you're not referring to the uh, section we have to be over 18 then? No, right? not, okay. The, okay. not the horror section. The <laughs> horror. I, and and I would I just remember looking at Sylvia Saint in <laughs> Ooh, the Sil- twisted finger. Sylvia Saint, that's a throwback <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, no, I I just I, I would I would go through and I would just look at and I still my my wife was always annoyed with going to Blockbuster with me by back when that was still a thing because I would still do the same thing. I would just go to the horror section and look at every single box. And that's I still what do I would, it to this day. That's what I would do as a kid but i wasn't actually taking in any of this stuff the only thing that i knew of it was what was on the cover and what was i what i was reading on the back and this is the stuff that fueled my nightmares as a child like i like the cover for uh child's play 2 oh, so where he's good, chopping yes. off the jack in the box's head i still remember that haunting my dreams i have a um, pristine laser disc of that that will eventually get Mounted on my wall one day. Laser disc. So Mike's a bit of a collector. You'll Ooh. you'll learn that about oh, him. VHS, laser disc, beta, at all. Beta. What's that other? The ECD. The oh, CD. CD. I only have a couple of those. Don't get in all into fairness. It. Yeah, that's a whole. That's a whole other. <laughs> and, and and like uh um oh like the the back of Jason goes to hell where he's like got the kid by the hair and he's like going to slit his like this stuff. This is the stuff that. What no. This is the stuff that was like that that 
like I said, fueled my nightmares as a kid, but I never watched any of it. That's the stuff I liked when I was four. The first, see, I'm, <laughs> well, so, I'm kind so, of jealous. Right? So, here's the thing. so, so the, whole, the whole point it's of this, crazy to the think whole about. point of the, as we call it, the meat of the show. The tofu. What the tofu? <laughs> what what was your first though? Like what if you like, think back to your your first memory of anything horror? Your first horror movie? Your, your I've got I've got two. What was it? I've got two for you, and oddly enough, they're both from the fifth installment of their respective. Mine's even more than that. Of so their respective uh, franchise, and it's and it's not full movies. It's just two particular kills that I happen to catch on TV like USA or something late night USA when I was younger. So it was edited. It was even edited horror. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yep. So uh my my two most vivid um memories of when I was a kid, my first exposure to this stuff was uh um the kill, the Eddie Kelso kill. I think that was his name, Eddie Kelso from Friday 5. Uh a new beginning. Okay. The part where uh He's backing up because he just found the his, worst of the Fridays. He just it's the fake killer. It's not even a Jason. Well, movie. Yeah, Roy it's Burns, not even whatever. A Jason it's the movie imposter. Like so, yeah. My first my first exposure to a to a Jason kill was actually Roy Burns, the really? the paramedic. Oh, okay. But the kill to this day is still one of my favorites. It's the part where he just um he had just killed his girlfriend, and then he's like. Eddie comes back and sees that and he backs up and he backs into a tree mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you see the leather strap come flying around the tree and it wraps around his eyes and then yeah. Jason puts a stick through the rings and squeezes it until his head, it until his head explodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, not explodes, but you know, <laughs> which, which by the way, when you sent me, when you sent me that, that track to what is now one of my favorite summer albums for this year, mm. uh, uh, the album, yeah, well, yeah, by Wolfie's Just Fine, who, mm -hmm. if you don't know who that is, that's uh, so good. John LeJoie from uh, there's, The League, Taco from The League. There's an entire song that is a dedication to the Friday the 13th. It's called A New Beginning. Yeah. It's not even a dedication to Friday the 13th. It's a, fri it's, it's a dedication to that scene where he kills the girlfriend. I think her name He's was... so good, I too. I think her name was Tina. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then where he kills uh, Eddie. The whole song is about that, and when I heard that song, I was like, this is radical, because it's like my memory, it's like my memory uh, immortalized in song, which is cool. Yeah, Plus, absolutely. the rest of that album is awesome, well, you should check it out. Clearly, that was immortalized for him, too. Yeah, right. So me what about you, Jay? Well, can, can I say my second one real quick? Sorry, I'll sorry, sorry, sorry. The, uh, Greta, the, the Greta kill from, uh, from um, uh, uh, <laughs> Nightmare 5. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, the dream child, I think. Yes. The force feeding, the force feeding scene, where he was dressed as a chef and he was force feeding her, and her cheeks got all big. I saw that, scared the crap out of me. And also, I don't, I can handle a lot of stuff in horror movies, like any kind of gore, visceral, nasty, disgusting stuff. <laughs> but people with stuff on their mouths for some reason. <laughs> That's why I'm like. That's why I'm like apprehensive to watch Baskin because everything I've seen in the Baskin trailers is like people with their mouths open with just a bunch of like mud and We've shit in their mouths. We've been excited for Baskin since we heard. I'm about still it. excited about um, it, but I just it came know out it's going to gross me ago. out. We need to see it still. Hopefully, they'll, we'll talk about it. On we will. The next oh yeah, well, definitely. Uh, it's on Netflix now, so there's no reason for us not to see it. Yeah. But yeah, Jay Raj, what was your uh, first? Well, uh, my first horror flick that I ever saw was Nightmare on Elm Street. 
I can't remember exactly the episode because, like I said, I was three. Was it the first one, though? It's quite possible. If it wasn't, you know, I was so in love with that movie that I, I did watch every episode of it. Um, and I was big into, you know, the Halloween and Friday the 13th and all that stuff. And uh, and did, you know, made a point to try to watch all those, you know, series of all that. And and then, like you said, at the, at the uh, video store, just grabbing whatever video cover looked awesome and looked scary. That's the one I wanted to see, you know. See, that's the, you actually rented them, though. Right. I yeah. wasn't that cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would scurry back to my mom and she would get Can me a Mickey Mouse movie story? or something. You know, there were there was one time, you know, throughout my younger days and, and even till still I've have I've gone to like Halloween parties and uh dressed as some of my favorite characters from the past, such mm. as, you know, doing a full twelve hour Freddy Krueger uh uh full face, you know, all the prosthetics and all that stuff. And um but I remember one distinct memory when I was younger that I wanted to go as Mike Myers. And so I was like, well, you know, I bought the mask, and I was maybe like eight years old or something, and I wanted to uh, further, you know, review his exact clothing that he wore. I thought he had, like, the work one-piece jumpsuit, but I but I think a couple different movies uh, of it, he had different uh, attire on. And so I rented this one. I was like, awesome, I'm going to take this home, watch it. Figure out exactly what I needed for my Halloween costume. And it was the one episode that he wasn't in the entire movie. <laughs> the, the <laughs> was it the third the one, third right? Movie, right? Yeah. Okay. The season of the witch. I was such an upset eight-year-old. <laughs> I. <laughs> but that being said, the season of the witch, fantastic movie. It was a Have great... you seen it since then? No, not since oh that point. Oh my god, no. dude! It was a season great movie. Witch... I mean, like now that it's now that it's part of the franchise, it's, yeah, you almost it's, wish it was like a standalone it's, movie. It's that redheaded stepchild in right. the franchise, yep. but it's so good, man! Yeah. Oh god, I love it. That's got one of the scenes that disturbed me as a child when the kid puts on the mask and then he dies, and then like <laughs> oh. all the worms and stuff are crawling out of his face, and oh man, that messed me up when I was a kid. <laughs> um. Okay, so, uh, so what was your your first exposure to horror? So for me, I uh, you know it's funny. I was I was a bit of a late bloomer in horror. Like you know, when I was when I was a little kid, you know, I grew up on Celine Dion, Michael Bolden for music. You know, like I listened to my mother's Yanni? music. Yanni, right? No Yanni, no Yanni. Oh, I thought you said your mom listened nope, to Yanni. No, nope, no Yanni. No, oh. she was classier than that. Um, but... What's classier than Yanni, <laughs> sir? Point is though is that I I wasn't exposed to a lot of that when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a Halloween party with one of my buddies when I was probably in seventh grade, maybe. So I what would that make me? Uh, 13, 12, 12, 13. 11, 12. Yeah, some, somewhere in that area. Yeah. I'm not going to do the math, but um, and we went there and it was a Halloween party. We went trick or treating. We did the deal, and when we got back, his mom had rented horror movies for us to watch. I had, I was never exposed to horror movies, and she just rented whatever was off the shelf at Blockbuster at the time. She probably had no idea. What she, she rented was... Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, and it's funny because I remember watching that movie through and through, and just being blown away by it because I'd never seen imagery like that. I'd never seen a movie like that because I just wasn't exposed to it. My parents were not horror fans. They weren't. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. my mom watched. My mom was a Trekkie back in the day, but that whole sci-fi aspect never really transitioned oh, into dude. the 
Did to... Barb wear like the um, no no like no. the Balkaneers and stuff? <laughs> no. That'd be so hot. They, like my mom was a Trekkie and comic book fan, all that, but that didn't transition into her parent life. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like that was what she was before. Like my <laughs> it was like her secret life. Kind of, kind of. Even my dad, secret my... life of American Trekkie. Like <laughs> <laughs> my, my my dad listened to really amazing music. I wasn't exposed to it until I knew what music was. Like. I just wasn't exposed to it. I don't know why they they had these things and they kept them hidden. For That's some always killed reason. me about his parents. He tells me why. like they did all these really sweet things, but <laughs> they didn't why. let me know about any of it. So. Like we 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 were in my dad's closet one time, and up above the closet, we pulling out like freaking you know first edition Beatles records and Zeppelin records and all. It's like where you, were you in you, my childhood? You know what happens <laughs> when you don't expose your 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 kids to this stuff? They don't like the Beatles. Because Mike doesn't like the Beatles. I like some the, Beatles. Because he's I the worst person in the shut world. Shut up. I just don't like all Beatles, okay? Mm-hmm. Point is, though, back to the, you know, Jason Goes to Hell. That was the first movie that I remember seeing as a... Mike, you have five seconds to wrap this up. No. <laughs> is that five seconds? No. Um... <laughs> Yeah, don't you don't hit that button. Just don't do yeah, it. Yeah, uh, we decided uh, we can edit this out later, but we decided we're not gonna worry about time. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> when we first started talking about this, I was because like all the podcasts we listen to are like two hours plus, and right. and we're like, well, let's keep it like forty five minutes to an hour because nobody cares about us, so they're not gonna want to listen to us talk for that long. And now we're realizing how easy it is to talk for an hour. Yeah. Oh, I, and we said it too. We're like, we're gonna get forty five minutes in and realize, oh. Yeah. We've only just gotten through our intro, and that's exactly yeah. what happened. So continue, can I, Michael. Can I, can I get back to this now? Yeah, go ahead. So, <laughs> so Jason Goes to Hell, the t- uh, ninth installment of the Jason franchise, was my first uh, introduction to the horror genre. Like that was that my earliest like remembrance of classic, at least of that era, classic horror was that movie, and. Um, Seems I know that to, movie's to, not good. That's I was going to say, to me, easily the worst yeah, in, a the, lot of people, in the franchise. A lot of people say that. Jason's not even in it. And I don't necessarily disagree. It's just that that movie is so ingrained in me. I love it because of what it is, because of how I felt when I first saw it. Like, what is like, what is this? I've never seen anything like this. The part where the dude eats the heart. Like yeah, that. oh, in the very beginning where he's, he's doing the autopsy, he eats the heart, he becomes, yeah, it, it, fantastic you know, watch <laughs> i love it mike is uh <laughs> mike's used to I, in case you keep hearing these booms and stuff mike is a singer and he's used to being able to flail it's around called in a the boom mike the, isn't it <laughs> he's used to being able to flare flail around in the booth like a crazy person and he doesn't realize that when you're sitting still and having like a civil conversation about yeah, stuff well. you shouldn't be throwing your arms around uh, or at least throw other, them around other, here my other what? recollections i have though First movies that I remember being afraid of, though, uh, be, even before then, though, is at my my aunt's house. For some strange reason, whenever I would go to my aunt's house, we'd always watch Arachnophobia. Ooh, ooh, Jeff Daniels. Was Jeff Daniels in it? See, I yeah, I Jeff. haven't seen it since Dude. I was a kid. Yeah, Jeff Daniels. I, I only then. remember the spiders in that movie. And uh, John Goodman. Really? Well, oh, yeah. Shit. I mean, okay. he, was, he was in it for a short period of He's, time. Like, John Goodman's the exterminator, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. It's coming back to me. Point is, though, like, like arachnophobia 
scared the shit well, I don't, out of me. I don't like spiders oh my at all. God. So that movie, like as that a movie kid, did though, me in. Oh, and then Critters was the other one. Oh, Critters. I remember watching Critters at my aunt's house. Maybe it was the same aunt's. I don't remember. I was so young. Like, I just remember watching that movie and seeing those balls of Critters rolling around. Like, critters. And, like that was horror to me. That was scary. That was... Critters 3... Uh, Critters 3, I think it was Critters 3, was my first experience with um, the female anatomy in a movie. Because <laughs> you remember the part where the two, the faceless aliens come down? Is this the third one? I don't know. The fa- don't they're know like bounty know. hunters, and they're like there to kill the, the, the uh, critters, so they call them cripes. Cripes, crepes, crepes, like crepes, 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 crepes are delicious. And so they, so they, they have to uh, choose a form, and so the guy chooses his form, and then the girl, like, she sees a Playboy or something, and she, so she chooses her form, and then like she, she's just like topless. Is it's like this Playboy, just like this huge boobed Playboy model. And she still has the boob. She, she. I never got. I didn't get the joke when I was younger, but she pulls something out of her stomach, and it's the staple from the centerfold of the magazine. But then she's just standing there. She's just standing there with her tits out, and she's like, (laughs) "Kill more cripes," and then she just walks away. I was like, "What did I just see?" It's like if my mom knew that I was watching this right now, I'd be in big trouble. I would give you a high five. I got a good story about my mom trying to censor uh, like a Showtime softcore porn from me one time. That, but that's we're that's, gonna we're gonna that's, save that's, that's that for, for a different our time. Sexy horror. Oh yeah, sexy podcast. horror. We'll get to eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, I have. I have some. Yeah. So can you think of um, the first horror movie that you saw in theaters? No, you know it's funny. We we had talked about this, and um, honestly. I'm having an extremely hard time remembering that because, you know, when I was growing up, I was the youngest of three children, so it was a five-member family, going to the movies, even, I mean, I'm 31 now, going to the movies even back then, it was ex- it was expensive for a family of five, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, so we didn't go all the time. Try having a family of five now, it's like... Sure, sure. But even back then, though, my, when is 19, I was born in 85, so my parents had Rugrats well before me, you know what I'm saying? It was expensive for them. Like, we didn't go to the movies all the time, so yeah. when we did, it was family movies. My first, my very first memory of being in any movie ever was seeing Super Mario Brothers at the drive-in theater. That's a good place to see <laughs> like, it. That's my first memory of any movie ever. It's a fantastic memory. Don't get me wrong. We were in the front of my dad's blue pickup truck. I was in between my mom and dad. Like I remember watching it, falling. I remember falling asleep during the middle of it. I'm not your sure parents, I should remember that. Your parents that, kept but... on like awkwardly making out over you. Probably. Stuff, you I mean, Bob and Bob, you know what? Do what you do. Bad, but, bad. but. <laughs> like that's my first memory of being in a movie. My first memory of being in a horror movie, though, I don't. I, I we talked about this earlier. I honestly don't remember it. You know, I don't know what my first one was. I can tell you. What's the What's the first thing? What's the first one you can remember? The first one that I remember actually affecting me in mm-hmm. a theater. I'll go that route. Okay. Like my, can we talk about first? The first movie that I ever seen in theaters that physically affected me. Was the exorcism of Emily Rose? I remember watching, going to the theater and watching that, and 
when the lights came up in the theater, I was physically shaken by it. <laughs> well, because it's a mo- that movie's terrifying. Um, it, it, no, it seriously is, and it's so it's it's so real to me. And I was I was the idiot that went back and listened to the actual tapes from that that story, mm-hmm. you know, and they're so creepy. Oh, with um. Oh my uh, God, Annalise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, the the German the German yes. girl, right? Like that. The, 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 what the, what the movie is based on? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God, it's I, so creepy. I no, the, to those the by myself one. The director like, of I'm... that movie owns those tapes. Does he really? He bought them and owned like those the, tapes. Like the actual yeah. physical They're all in his garage, wow. yeah. Jay? Jay, do it. Oh, Ooh. that's our mascot, is the can crack. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to build a giant can cracky mascot one day. <laughs> um, um, that, but, that movie, I, Jennifer Carpenter in that movie, I mean, yeah. like, the, the, sh- uh, just, <laughs> just crazy, which she, yeah. I... That scene where she's on the floor and she's just like contorted. Ugh. Oh my! That was the first scene that did it for me. Like I, yeah. I can't Her do pupil, it. Her pupils are all blown and stuff. Yeah, I, I. And uh, there's, there's my, not. My wife watched that movie. This was before we met. She watched that movie by herself in her, her parents' house when nobody was home. Mm-hmm. I was like, "You're the, I'm gonna marry you." And then I did because that's the. I wouldn't fall, be able. I wouldn't through. be able to do that to this day. I'm. I'm like. I'm. I let scary movies affect me way too much, and that's why I like <laughs> them because they do affect me that much. But uh, like, I'll watch a movie. I'll watch a, a horror movie, and then for days afterward, I'll climb my stairs sideways so that I can look behind me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm. I'm kind of a. I'm kind of a pansy about it, but I still love the feeling that horror movies give me. Um, Jay, can you remember the first horror movie you saw in theaters? You know, I actually can't. It's, it's hard because I, I saw many of the horror flicks when I was super young, you know. So I don't remember my uh, my folks or anything taking me to the theater to see any of these horror movies at, at such a young age. Um, I, I do remember the first movie that I ever saw in theaters, though. It definitely a... wasn't a horror movie. <laughs> and it was the original Home Alone that's kind of horror. Yeah. I mean, come on now. I yep. mean, as a kid, that's kind of scary. Yeah, you sure. Get that the with the beard and the, and the mini curly fro going on and coming at you as a robber <laughs> and a kidnapper trying to get you. That, that's creepy. You know? Daniel Stern. Except for every was, time you hear no, his voice. As a child, start, though, Daniel Stern and Joe Pesci, terrifying. Just, They're home every, invaders. Every you know what I'm saying? What's more terrifying than that? I just remember that? my mom telling me, like, she goes, she goes, see that guy right there? And she was talking about Daniel Stern. I was like, yeah. She goes, that's the, because uh, Wonder Years was like a jam in our house, you know, and she's was like. Was he in Wonder Years? He was the voice of. No shit. Yeah. Really? Yeah. He, yeah, of, uh, what, um. That's amazing. Uh, what's his name? I, did you ever know that? No. The I only, never knew the, that. The only name I have in my head is Kevin McAllister. What was, <laughs> what was Fred Savage's name on uh, that show? I used to watch it all the time, too, oh, as a kid. Uh, Kevin, uh. No, it wasn't Kevin. On was the it? Wonder Years? Yeah. Yeah, it was Kevin. What was his name? No, Kevin McAllister is Paul Malone, I said, dude. That's, that's right, because I was thinking, uh. What's his name? Um, we're gonna have to. Wendy Testaberger and, uh, <laughs> and uh, Kevin. Uh... Marilyn Manson. Remember when everybody thought Marilyn oh, yeah. Manson was Paul? Yeah. Uh, um, Kevin Arnold. Kevin Arnold. Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. he was the the older voice of Kevin Arnold, and I remember my mom. It was back when I was so young that I didn't understand like what movies were and like the fact that people were in, and I was. So she told me she's like that guy is the voice of Kevin Arnold, and I was like. What is this world? I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. So I was. I was a stupid child. I'm stupid now. 
But I like horror movies. You are stupid. <laughs> my okay, so uh, my I actually can remember my first horror movie that I saw in the theaters. It was nineteen ninety nine. I was a lad of fourteen. A lad of fourteen. <laughs> I was I was the age of fourteen, and I saw uh, the Blair Witch Project. Oh, that was my first. Damn, really? Well, and here's the thing. I didn't. I it was back before the internet, and I didn't. And I didn't, you know, like I didn't pay too much attention to TV back then. So I didn't see any of the, because uh, Blair Witch Project was really the first instance of viral uh, marketing, you know? Yeah. Are you guys, are you guys listening to me? Yes. Yeah, like a to side you. conversation. Sorry. I'm, I'm trying to talking? figure out my microphone volume here. Sorry. I just speak into it and then people will be able to hear you. But I'm going to face you. Like because I'm going to face you. That's why. Well, don't face me. I don't want to look at you. You guys so, ready to start the podcast yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hit record real quick. Uh, <laughs> oh, now, crap. It's like, uh, um, uh, Blair Witch Project was the, like the very first use of viral marketing. It really was. And that I, was that I, was the movie that made people shit their pants. Though, but, for I, a movie. but I didn't. Like, but like, I didn't. Holy crap. I didn't pay attention to any of the viral marketing. So I just went into the. I didn't. I had never heard of it. I just had. I had a friend who was going to see it with his dad, and he's like, "Do you want to go with me?" I was like, "Yeah, Blair Witch Project. I don't care. Whatever." I didn't know what found footage was. I didn't, and so like I don't think anybody really knew what found footage was until the well. So they, I, found footage had existed before that movie, but uh, this was that what, was the this, one that put that's it what in really, the like really yeah. put it right. into revolutionized. Yeah. And then you had your paranormal yeah. activity and stuff right. like that. Which, which well, actually, way that, before that though, yeah, right. But yeah, yeah, Blair Witch was before that, but I, that might have been. I didn't see many horror flicks in the theater, but that might have been the first one that did I saw in the it? theater. Give me some Blair Witch and uh, and then I did, did definitely did see paranormal activity in the theater. Well, that was like. I saw two, it twice. We saw two, didn't we? We saw two, two. in the theater. I, I saw it twice, back to back. I think like, I saw the apart. first one in theaters. I don't think I did. I don't remember. That. I did. I it might have been with with you guys or, or or possibly a different group. We went and saw it with a one group, and everyone in the theater was all about it and and scared and all this. And and the second group actually. Uh, Everyone was making fun of it and like, oh, people yelling like, oh, don't go upstairs and all this stuff. Uh -huh. and, and it made it not as like terrifying of the like the actual camera footage like it's from your house. You oh, know? that was it, it definitely made it with the that type was one of people of the movies that were in where the when theater. I, when I saw it in the theater, everybody was super into it and it was cool because right. it was like that, that was like one of the few movies I've ever gone to see where people were screaming. Right at the scares right. and stuff, you know, which is kind of a rarity nowadays. Oh yeah, you know, when you go to horror movies, you want to see that audience. It's because reaction. it's because people people want to make a joke out of everything, and I think it's because they they get scared, and they don't want to like admit to themselves that they are scared, or they don't want to feel that way mm -hmm. as deeply as some of us want to, so they make a joke out of it. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> What's so funny about that? <laughs> I feel deeply. <laughs> and so they make a joke out of it. You know, they try to lighten the mood and it's, don't do that. Yeah, I want to yeah. get scared. So anyway, I, I uh, Blair Witch Project, I thought it was real up until the end of the movie. And then after the movie was done and then for months afterward until, which was the best and the worst feeling at the same time. I was like this stuff is going on in the world and it horrifies me to my absolute core but i liked it at the same time mm -hmm. once i found out it was fake a little disappointed but also kind of relieved too because i was like well now i guess i can start taking shortcuts through the 
through the <laughs> neighborhoods again because I always used to take shortcuts through the like cedar trees in my neighborhood and stuff. I stopped doing that after I saw Blair Witch because I'm like, right. no, if I see a, see a stick figure, the newest, the I'm newest gone. horror movie from James Beard. I, I did, I did see something similar to that one time in the actual woods. You did. I was with uh, a buddy of mine has uh, a cottage up uh, in Hale, Michigan. In Hale. Hale, H-A-L-E, by the uh, Asaba River and stuff like that. Gotcha. And uh, he's walking, and we're walking through the woods checking this stuff out over there, and we come across this little two-track, and we're a couple miles deep into this the forest over there. Nobody's around, and there's a stick figure hanging, just like the Blair Witch Project (laughs) in the tree. I, it was awesome. Me and my cousin thought about like going out and doing that in the woods just to mess with people. Mm-hmm. And then we realized he, we were the only ones that ever went out in that particular <laughs> part of the woods. So that was kind of a dumb idea. I mean, did, did you ever actually think any of that was real, though? Like, when you watched those movies, did you think that there was anything of the sort? You're going to go in the woods and you're going to find a fucking witch. Oh, like, dude. Is there anything like that that you well, even Well, even with the Blair Witch, like, after after I found out it was fake, I was like... Nope, there's got to be something about this that's real. So, like, uh, me and my friend Matt went online, on the online, and started just scouring the internet for for anything that we could find. And then we found uh, the director of Blair Witch, what the hell is his name? I can't remember his name, I'm so bad with this stuff. Um, he, he directed uh, a few, like, that short documentary about the Burkittsville 7. And, uh, what are you doing? Nothing. Go on. He, he directed that <laughs> short documentary about the Burkittsville 7. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't realize that he directed that, so we thought it was real. And actually, I thought, like, uh, there was stuff about, uh, Kyle, Kyle Landry or whatever his name was. <laughs> Kyle Landry is Who's the Kyle? guitar player for Wilson. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, was this well, Speaking of Wilson, go to Wilson Rockstar. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Uh, what was the guy? I can't remember the guy's name, but it was it was the kid that was supposedly uh, kidnapped by Rustin Parr mm-hmm. and taken out into the woods. And so, even though I knew that the Blair Witch Project was fake, I saw this mini doc, and I was under the impression Which, that this was real. I was like, this is the thing that the Blair Witch Project fake movie is based off of. Which mini doc are you talking about? Though? Was it one of those ones that was put out by Blockbuster? Because I know that Blockbuster had it was an the exclusive one exclusive documentary uh, about the Blair Witch Project. What's the uh, go? What's the the the, the, the director's name? Uh, the director is Daniel Merrick. Daniel Merrick. Go yeah. to go to his IMDb page real quick. All right. He directed a uh, a couple different. Cause that's right. he did, uh, like he really didn't. He do... wrote Book of Shadows, apparently. Oh yeah, Book of Shadows. That's uh, my jam. <laughs> producer, what did he do? Uh, the he, uh, you're on producer. Go to director. There yeah, you go. There you go. Um, is it the curse? Curse, the curse of the Blair curse. Witch. Yeah, I actually have that. Yeah. That was okay. If so this mistaken, was the one that I saw on TV, and I yeah. thought that this was. I thought this was an expose on the actual background of well, the Blair Witch. That was the like, genius of but, the whole entire well, like series. The, the, like the, yeah. the, the viral marketing and stuff. Yeah. I thought that this was a movie. This like this was the documentary that inspired them to write... Stop that. <laughs> that inspired them to write the Blair Witch Project. And so when I saw this, I was like, 
it's all real. Well, so there's it's all real. I'm so I, then I started freaking out again. So there's the Curse of Blair Witch, and there's another separate documentary. I have both. There's on a, I think the other one's called the Burkittsville Seven, isn't no, it? No, no, no. Or there's is it, a, what's that no, one right there? The one that says missing. No, it's not it either. Um, no. no, I have two. Yeah, the massacre of the Burkittsville no, Seven. That's, that's not what I'm talking about, though. Yes, uh, it is. That might be it. That's <laughs> a thing that exists. Sure. Point is though, is I there's the. Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. There's the Curse of the Blair Witch Project, which it was the uh, blockbuster exclusive, if I'm not mistaken. And then there was another one called Sticks and Stones. I, oh, I, I could yeah. have those. I could have those mixed up. Maybe one was the other. One was a blockbuster exclusive, and the other I forget. But um, here's the, the genius about the Blair Witch, though, was that not only was the movie fake, and they made you feel that it was real, but they put out these documentaries. That supposedly were real. Like it's it's kind of a genius thing. Even if they weren't done super well, it's genius marketing. You know, like you have these. Oh these, yeah, they were super committed. Yeah, to, it's kind of like with committed uh, to the cause. That's kind of yeah, like with um, Cannibal Holocaust. People thought that those actors were actually dead yeah, it, because it, the director uh, made them go yeah, silent. Cannibal for like Holocaust an was a year. little bit different because they took it to extremes. Well, yeah. Whereas, I mean, whereas. Um, Blair Witch was they took it to the extremes within the boundaries of entertainment well they still took it to put, but, you know they used actors that not a lot of people knew yeah oh, sure sure, sure. And, and in fact did they I don't th- I don't think that they really did anything before that did they no to the best of my knowledge no. but now uh, uh, Josh I don't know what's his last name Josh uh I don't actually know. Awkward silence. Awkward silence. Awkward silence. <laughs> I don't. You're not gonna be allowed to have your computer when you once you once we start drinking on this podcast because you're the worst at controlling it. <laughs> How does it? You keep skipping from the very top of the page to the very bottom of the page. His, his name's not fucking on there. Come on now. He w- That's because this isn't the Blair Witch Project you're looking at. I'm on the curse of the Blair. You know what? Okay. Well, uh. So- Anyway, my point was he's actually had a pretty extensive acting career since then, but uh, um, yeah, yeah, no. The overall the overall point was, yes, I did believe that stuff was real. No, and, and it scared the crap out of me. To and this I, day, it's funny if if you watch these movies and you you suspend your disbelief. These movies can feel real. That's the that's the best part about them. You know what I'm saying? Well, like I said earlier, I I let. I let too many horror movies affect me in that way. Like I, I suspend my disbelief to the point where I'll watch any big blockbuster horror movie, and then for the next ten days in my house, I'm convinced that whatever was in that movie is going to happen to me. Which yeah. I, I, I do this to myself, and I enjoy it because I like you feeling also, scared. You also do it to me. Which we'll get into in another oh. conversation. I played. I played. I played the best. I'm just not, stop. That's annoying. Wow. Don't do that anymore. I, I played the best long con prank on oh, Mike one did. night. It went on for three hours, and he was crying by the end oh, of it. I was. I was legitimately. There's tears in my eyes. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I have a video time. of it actually. I have a video of him crying like a little girl afterward, which is funny. Little but we'll girl, talk about that what? on a different podcast. Screw that. It was terrifying. Okay. So so now so, uh, I got I got something on that point. Speaking of the uh, the Blair Witch, now you mentioned that the the actors prior to that movie were were 
kind of a non-existent as a nationalized actor. Right. No, they weren't well known. Right. So, do you think with that type of a movie where they do that first person filming on a, a Sony Handycam uh, is relative to to bringing up that style of, of fear into the watcher, such as like Paranormal Activity? <clears throat> Same kind of deal. Like, none them, those actors in that weren't really like the... Uh, you know, people didn't know them. They didn't have major roles in, in films beforehand. Well, no, and they used their real names in the credits right. and stuff to make you feel do like you th- to to make it feel even more real. Yeah. Are you saying do you think they're effective though in that way? Is... To to the person that's watching the film, right? Do you think it, it's it's thought of as the concept saying we're going to use people that that uh, an, an actor that someone doesn't know? Oh yeah, absolutely. To, to bring this in, right? I think so. Yeah. Like even like that, I remember seeing the uh, I I can't remember the guy's name that was in that movie, but he. Uh, moved out to LA to end. in paranormal activity right Mika Sloat or something yeah, like so that is that his real name I think so yeah right but he moved out there for to try to be an actor and he was getting ready to move back home I, I believe if, if I'm wrong I apologize but uh, that's the story I remember hearing that he was getting ready to tweet move back us home. let us know that J-Rod was wrong J-Rod J-Rod and he and he saw this one last audition for a film and he went out and auditioned for it and he got the spot and that was oh that was Paranormal Activity yeah I read that same thing yeah yeah and and he was a nobody I think he was waiting tables or something you know and did nothing yeah no, yeah, I, I. So what you're what you're asking is, do they purposely use actors that have no like real credibility, not 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 real credibility, but any real credits to their name? Right. I mean, I mean, it's really only two movies to spend the disbelief of the viewers more so. I mean, the, those were the two probably most major movies that that were that style of filming. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm. I mean, no, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's I others, mean, but ish, as yeah. far as that, were that that went. Huge in in uh, you know worldwide kind of like you know tons of promotion you know all that and uh, well like I mean would you put like the would you put uh, the VHS franchise kind of oh in, yeah it's a good one right there into what into what into that sort of because it, it's it's made to look like reality yeah, I even, uh, I mean, the, well when it comes I guess to the, the VHS fir- the first franchise one, it's made to look like the, the first, VHS era I mean sure. the first VHS was made to look. Very real. Though. Yeah, not many of those movies like that the, look like, like they the second one on VHS though either. You know, they're they're digital. You know. Well, no, it's not so much that they were. It's not so much that they were made to look like they were filmed on VHS. It's, it's my <laughs> the the point was they were they the first one was made to look like you're watching a vhs uh, well no like something real that's going on though yeah like the i mean you knew that it was a movie because there was a there was there were but the point there were of characters those, in the but beginning the point of those movies though is that they record on a vhs though so you have to have that that look to them to make sure well, that things, the story things can makes be sense. things can be recorded on a different format and but then it's not transferred look, to vhs that doesn't make sense though why doesn't that make sense because why would you do that you do that regularly. Yeah, for new stuff. But if you if you had a VHS recorder, though, which is what these movies are supposed to be about, somebody's got a VHS recorder, they're taping it. I think we're getting off. off I think we're getting here. off topic here. J Raj. Um. All right, so it, it, we got to wrap up here. So for everybody who's listening here, I think it would be a good idea to talk about like really quickly. What are we into when we go forward with this? What kind of movies are you into so they can get a good idea of, you know, what we're all about? So, so James, 
when you're looking at a, at, at, a, at a new horror movie, what do you want to see? What's your expectations out of horror that makes you happy? I mean, I love I, I love all different types of horror, but I tend to gravitate toward um, mostly sla- slashers and supernatural type horror. Uh, slashers because I mean it's just that's it's classic vibe. I love masks. Like mm-hmm. I said at the beginning of the podcast, give me a great mask. The plot can pretty much suck, and I, <laughs> I love a great mask. So, um, so I really love that and supernatural, just because I've always like the three of us. We'll we'll sit around and talk for hours about cool supernatural things that have maybe happened to us that we totally believe in. So, oh yeah. Uh, so that's the kind of stuff that really affects me, and that's what I tend to go for when I'm looking for a good, you know, a good horror flick. What about right. you, Jay? I would pretty much say everything that you said, but with a good plot. But in reality, yeah, I, I love the classics, like like seeing like Freddy jump out behind like a a boiler room, you know, and, and slash the person, and, or, or chase him down that little like chain linked hallway and stuff. So very and, classic uh, slasher and, and like... Chucky and so no one even we didn't even mention Chucky or, at, at all throughout. Oh, the, we'll uh, get into that. Don't yeah, worry. No, I know, <laughs> but, but that was one of my favorites too growing up, you know. And uh, so I mean, like if you're looking for a good horror movie nowadays, like if you're if you're jumping on Netflix or if you're going yeah. to. Redbox is that how people rent? Yeah, movies what now? do you expect? Like, what are you looking box. for? Like, what are you looking for? Like, what what do you gravitate toward? You know, you know, I'll definitely look for something that, um, you know, I love. Like I said, I love the classic stuff, but for something that's modern, you know, I'll look for something that's going to maybe more along the lines of that supernatural things that that you can't understand, like or yeah. explain in our in our common society. Kind of makes you think about it for a long time, right? Because you know, it might not be something you think about, but you watch the movie and you look around, and you're like. Is there a, a, a dismembered guy that walks with his head with two heads on each feet behind me, like when I'm going up my stairs at night? Like I don't know, you know, something that came out of the sky. So like because stuff- Tom Cruise was there, and, 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 <laughs> and this is gonna be a new Tom Cruise movie. I'm just I just laid the plot out. No one's ever heard this before. So you like the stuff that like sticks with you after you watch yeah. it, like the well, if you're a believer in that kind of right, thing, like if it's something that makes you think. You like are. even if you're not a believer, like that some of these movies can make you think like this thing could be behind you or, right. or whatever make you turn around and go no i'm, I'm gonna take a double look because i'm coming around from this dark alley at night yeah for sure you know i don't know why i was in the alley in the first place but <laughs> but you know you <laughs> just hangs out in random alleys yeah, you know sometimes, alleys. sometimes you got to throw the trash away um well uh, me, what about uh, you mike what for you me for? yeah i'm a i'm a sucker for a horror comedy you know like i i love my horror i love my horror with a side of comedy though like i love i don't know like for me like i i like what? Like, give us an example of a movie. Uh, Evil Dead Two is the best example of a horror comedy, which is like your favorite movie. It, it of is, all time. Yeah, yeah, the Evil Dead franchise. We'll get into that and other things. Like, but Evil Dead Two, Dead and Breakfast, uh, like Dead and Breakfast. Stuff is like that the we, one with Jeremy Sisto? Yes. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Like, I love I love horror movies to have their 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 yes. There's horror in it. There's scary things. There's very there's tropes that you see you know all the time in horror movies. But it's funny. Like I, I, I don't want to take my horror seriously. I mean, like, uh, like nightmare. Is that enough comedy for you? Sure, and, and a lot of the, like, especially the later ones. Yeah. There's a lot of comedy built into those. Um, I don't know. For me, like, like horror and comedy go together like, like bread and butter to bread me. And you butter. know, like, like, that, like spaghetti and uh, hey. salmon. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I, I appreciate I the. 
I appreciate the horror movies. Spaghetti and salmon, right? Spaghetti and salmon, sandwich. I appreciate the horror movies that are like straight scary. I love being scared out of my mind. Yeah, for me, like I love. You like being entertained. I more being, than anything yeah yeah i love being entertaining and i love trashy horror movies like i love like like bum based horror what movies. was the one that like, you watched last week um uh street trash street trash is fantastic <laughs> it's about the the bum underworld and like the, that it's, the, it's the just, toilet scene like would you just yeah. go just get on youtube and, and youtube re- street trash toilet scene. i think You'll a good way to describe it i love ridiculousness <laughs> no matter where that exists within the horror genre yeah if it's ridiculous ridiculous i love it like serious horror can be good yes it's just not as good as it's not as good as poultry guys yeah is what you're saying. <laughs> you, you know i appreciate guys. that too it's oh, a whole other movie <laughs> like even though like i said a lot i love the horror films that a lot that'll make you jump out of your seat yeah. you know but I, I love the stuff too where you see the guy coming after the the victim and he stabs her. Do you see that that fake spring retractor yeah. knife that you used to buy at the dollar <laughs> store like, when you were kids 80s, you know? like, 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 i love 80s, that stuff generally speaking 80s you know, special effects are the greatest things in the world. I want to watch somebody get stabbed in the chest with, you know, a golf club, and then it sprays twenty feet in the air. Like that's the stuff that I want to see. I love it. But you it know, was because like, it, it was innovative too. You know, they they did what they could with the the resources they had to make that happen. Yeah. To where nowadays it's like, well, we'll do that in a computer. It's just well, yeah. And, and, oh, I, and, I, and well, don't get well, me wrong, not, no not hating on that. I love that kind of stuff too. There's because, no doubt though that practical effects. They're so come on, oh, they're, yeah. they're superior. But even but, if you can tell what's going on when you're watching it, yeah. But it's, but knowing it's how just they... nice to know how much work people put in. That's there's and a that's love where there. I gravitate right. to. Yeah. I gravitate towards that practical cheesy effects. I love the tongue in cheek horror aspect. I love. Don't get me wrong. I you know this one of the scariest movies that I've ever seen in my life is The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah. I, I, I walked out of the theater just completely flabbergasted by that movie. Right. We'll talk about that in another episode, yeah. I'm sure. But, like, like I do love those kind of movies, too. But, like, when it comes down to it, if I'm going to watch a horror movie, you want to watch a horror movie to be entertained. Yeah. And if I'm going to be entertained, I want to laugh at it. I want to think that certain things are ridiculous. I want to... One of the reasons why I don't like, like, J-horror, like, Japanese horror, is they take... They, Japanese horror movies take themselves so seriously. Well, that's, that's a discussion. Yeah, because you, yeah, you and I, you and I differ. It out. You and I differ yeah. on this greatly. So we'll talk about that. That's another my point, time. though, is that I just want to have a good time when I go to the, when I go to the theater and I watch a horror movie. I want to have a good time and laugh and say that was ridiculous and great and I love it. You know, that, that's that's where my tastes lie. I can get behind that. Um, well, I think that'll do it for our first episode, right, guys? Is I think that... so. Sounds like that's about it. All right. Well, uh, once again, I'm Jim. This is Mike and Justin. We're coming for coming to you from Ocean Recording Studio. Oh, yeah. Got to plug it, baby. And if you want to find us on Instagram, we are at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. Facebook, the Buzzkill Podcast, and Twitter, we are on the uh, the Buzzkill PC. Is the it? Buzz is there a uh, Buzzkill buzz? PC? Is our Twitter? We'll post it all. If if you're looking for it, we'll post it. Yeah, you'll find it. Go find so. us on Instagram, and we'll post all that in our bio line. And that's uh, until next time. Uh, cheers. Cheers. <laughs>